0: Hey everyone, and welcome to the Great Design Lead Podcast. My name is Matthias Cordes, and I'm a web designer, designing and building websites for technology startups. Right now, I have my very first appearance on a podcast, so that's really exciting. And thank you very much for having me, Emily.
1: I'm so glad to have you on today. I, you already know, but uh, I, I really wanted to reach out to you because I've been wanting to make uh, some new Webflow friends um, and web design friends. Uh, anywhere in the world. And so I was really excited to uh, find your profile on LinkedIn and reach out. And you were so kind to me and friendly when I reached out and you you offered to review my portfolio and you gave me some really, really good advice. And uh, since we decided to uh, have this podcast episode, I have uh, watched all of your YouTube videos. <laughs> and uh, and I, I really like how authentic you are and you're really honest and transparent and the the passion that you have for design is really obvious and so I I just knew that I wanted to talk to you and I hope to be friends with you <laughs> and so uh, and so that's why I really wanted you um to be on today so uh, you say thanks to me but thank you for coming on
0: sure yeah you're welcome
1: <laughs> so I As I was learning a bit about you, um, when you talk about deciding which career people should follow, you talk about how people should look at their childhood and should look at the things that they feel naturally passionate about, and that can be a kind of it. A sustainable career that they'll actually enjoy being a part of. So, would you be open to talking a bit about your childhood and and what things you look back on and made you realize this is what you want to do? Uh,
0: yes, sure. Um, <laughs> so, so this is a really interesting question because, especially in the uh, beginning of my design career, and also uh, still while uh, being a a student at at a university. Um, I've been struggling with this question a lot like what do I want to do and um, there's like so much career advice out there and people saying different things like on the one hand you you uh, hear quotes you read quotes like always follow your passion and then there are other people saying um, yeah do what's most required uh, do what society wants and what gets you paid and then you have probably voices like your your parents are yeah maybe trying to, to um yeah explore certain certain directions, um so yeah this is really a subject I thought about a lot and um yeah and yeah wrote it down in a in a blog article I think and yeah of course if, if this helps others who, who are just starting their career in the in the real world so to say uh, that's that's awesome of course um so and yeah that there were. A few tactics that at least uh worked for me to help me uh yeah sort of find a uh, c- career that's that's fulfilling for me. And um looking at my own childhood was um something that that definitely helped me to to find a direction that I wanted to go. So um I, I thought about what I did as a child and I asked my parents what, what I like to do. And um there were like some some patterns. So um, for example, I always like to do work that's um, that's creative in its in its nature. So I liked creating things. Um, those could be videos or photographies or uh, uh, building things. Uh, when I was really young, it was Lego. Later, it was fisher um, where um, yeah, it was more like a, a. It's not really Lego, but it's it's more technical and there's some some programming involved as well, sort of visually. So that's interesting, but it's way before the. Uh, whole no code movement and scene but yeah it was just a way to get um started in in this technical field so I already know that yeah this was a direction I wanted to 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 go so I wanted to do creative work and I've always been uh interested in technology or, or fascinated by new technologies as well and um staying in in this field um has always proven to be um yeah uh, a good way to go for for me personally.
1: I remember I I read through a lot of your blog articles by the way and um I I really thought that it was interesting the way that you uh talked about all of the different things that you're interested in meanwhile a lot of people um there's kind of this pressure to focus on one thing and only learn about that one thing meanwhile I think that what you focus on and what you learn about there's so many different things for for one i remember you talking about how you are really passionate about video production and that was something that you were passionate about since you were 14 years old and and i thought that was really neat how there were all of these things that you you wrote them all down of what you were interested in and then just tried them all out I feel like that's really intimidating for some people who don't know quite what they want to do so they just pick one thing and then only stay with that meanwhile there's so many different things that you do and there's obviously the one thing with uh that you do professionally and that's your main uh role but I think it's really neat how open you are to all different types of creative technologies
0: yeah, yeah, right. And I think that that's also the, the most fun part, right? Like exploring uh, the different directions and uh, see what you like and uh, what you don't like. And this also really helps helps to make decisions um, in, in, t- in terms of careers. So um, yeah, I, I really made a list and and um, went through all the different things that I'm excited about and tried a lot of stuff, stuff also during my study. Um, Uh, maybe we can get a bit into that so um, I I studied um, in the Netherlands a uh, program which is called creative technology and also there we um, learned many different skills so it it was very practical and um, we did a lot of things that that I think designers in general like enjoy doing or like to explore so um, for example we got into uh, programming in javascript and um but we also learned about different design methods and the uh, psychology behind design uh we learned about um the, the fundamentals of of electrical engineering okay which is not so related to design but it was also part of it um we created 3d models 3d animations uh created little vr games in unity uh so even even uh, after deciding what I want to study um it was still um yeah a very ex- explorative journey and um <laughs> I think what the study program itself helped me most with with is first of course um developing the skills uh, that I need and and also um the exchange with with other students the, the community that you have were, were great um but also uh it helped me to to see what I not like and and what I do like and um, Focus on the on, on the things that I that I like, and where I also noticed I have a passion there, and and I can become very good at them. So I I started very broad, exploring, and then started narrowing down. And um, in terms of um my job that I have right now, uh, yeah, I'd say I really try to specialize. So I started broad, but I try to specially uh, to specialize uh, now, and. Uh, I think for, for many designers, that's, that's scary. Like um, I, I see um, many other freelance designers in, in, in my network that want to uh, do different things like uh, maybe branding and logo design and web design, but also the development and all these different things. But, um, and, and I think that's great. And as, as long as people want to explore that, they should, they should do that. But um for my freelance business, I think uh, in the end, it also really helped me to, to specialize. So mm-hmm. me as a person, I, I, I still try to be a generalist and get excited about different things, try different things. But when it comes to my um, day-to-day job, I try to specialize in the service that I'm offering, the types of companies that I work with. Um, so <laughs> yeah, that's, that's uh, the way it, it, it went for me in the, in the past pre- previous, uh, previous years.
1: I I remember hearing about this sort of uh, thing where you have uh, levels of um, specialization for different parts of your life. So I remember hearing that you had a philosophy professor that was really uh, influential to you that said to you that companies want people who, and let me know if I'm getting this wrong, uh, that companies want people who are specialized or experts uh but really when you're young and you're starting out it's important to collect experiences and try new things and travel and understand the world better and so Mm. one thing that i saw that you did um and i think it was between high school uh and college um where in college you learned about all of these different things and you tried all of these different things out and you tried to absorb as much information as possible. You also uh, went on a, a major trip um, that uh, I thought was really, really interesting. Um, so do you want to talk a little bit about that and how that, that influenced you ending up picking a specialization and, and uh, moving forward with your career?
0: Yes, um, I think during the time when I was traveling, uh, I was, uh, back then I was 20 years old, so that was right after, after high school. Um, yeah, I, I simply decided to, to just wanted to live somewhere else for a while to get out of the town, explore uh, the world, travel, and uh, yeah, just, just go on an adventure. Um, at least here in Germany it's by now it's it's very common for for students actually to to go and travel for a while before they continue their 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 studies so I see this more often. Um, and yeah at the point of, of graduating high school <laughs> I, I didn't know what, what I wanted to do like not at all I, I know what I was passionate about I think there was this passion for filmmaking definitely but I mm-hmm. didn't feel like working at a production company and I was too scared to start freelancing uh, at that at, uh, age and um, yeah so uh, going abroad for a while sounded like the most exciting thing uh, uh, I could do and um yeah so so that's why why i decided to to uh move to australia for uh 8 months wow. and um I, I worked there as well I, I took different jobs but sort of typical backpacker jobs uh so <laughs> i've been uh selling uh ki- kitchen kitchenware kitchen equipment um in a uh yeah at, at a small store in in sydney um I was uh packing DVDs at a assembly line. Um so those were all interesting experiences and I and I liked most of the times I liked doing the job as well. Um, but it was not related to um yeah, anything I, I could imagine to to do long term for, for a living. Uh but still even in Australia I yeah, I already started uh exploring. I think i think in australia it was even that i built my first <laughs> my first website and oh, really? for really a yeah yeah and, and it was for a small uh a small business in, in sydney who was uh selling uh used uh, so like secondhand uh, washing machines and he wanted to have an online presence for for his uh small small business and uh yeah that's that's where i got started with uh, uh web design or where i had my first experience um with it and um but what i also tried was um doing some uh small video production so so getting some small gigs and doing uh videos about my trip but also um yeah, for for small companies and um there is a platform in australia which is called uh what what's what's it called again um i think it is gum tree or something similar something with that trees. sounds familiar yeah, I think it's the equivalent to to Craigslist or, or something that you have oh, in the, okay. the states. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, and uh, there I found a woman who, uh, yeah, was was looking for freelancers who help her create videos for 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 businesses. So that's where I got my first uh, video production gigs. So that was uh, that was very exciting. Um, And yeah, so this also made me start to think about uh, what I want to do after I come back from from my journey. Um, I remember sitting in the car, uh, being on a road road trip with some friends and uh, I was, um, uh, I I had a notebook with me and and was uh, uh, starting to design uh, sketches of of a logo um, that I want to have or or, um, business cards, how they could look like. Uh, I designed flyers. Uh, I actually placed them on um, traffic lights in the city and so on. Oh, uh, really? That I'm, yeah, that, that I'm offering offering video production service. I didn't know that was illegal. So once a week, <laughs> there were some people cleaning up the the traffic lights, taking out taking off all the all the uh, papers, all the advertisements. Uh, yeah, f- fun time. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I don't know if that's illegal in Philadelphia, but I definitely see it all the time <laughs> of like people putting up <laughs> their their band stickers and all that kind of stuff. but that 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 really tells me a lot about about you and and how absolutely authentic your passion in in making things and uh, uh, designing things is. And so I, I think that that's really really neat. So you you came back to Germany. Uh, I, I'm guessing that you came back directly to Germany from Australia and uh, we're prepping for college. Um, when was the the time that you decided that you wanted to go to the University of Twente? And I hope I'm saying <laughs> that right.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's correct. Uh, uh, yeah, so I came back and. In... I think it was April, March. So I still had the summer in, in Germany. Uh, I've been working as a barkeeper. Um, still not very sure about <laughs> where, what what I wanted to do to next. So uh, I thought um, studying would be a, a good direction for me, but I didn't know what. So uh, I kept working as, as a bartender for a while. And um, then in the late summer, <laughs> I remember uh, discussing with <laughs> my mom uh, different options. And uh, me telling her that I thought about doing another year of work and travel. (laughs) But uh, in the end, I decided against that. And um, I applied to uh, different uh, universities in in Germany. Uh, First, I wanted to study uh, media design and media production. So Mm. uh, something in, in, in this direction. And um, But I also thought maybe it could be interesting to study something more technical. Uh, So I also applied at the University of Trenta in uh, the Netherlands. Uh, I looked at all the different studies that they are offering, and most of them were very technical, like uh, uh, programs like computer science, uh, mechanical engineering, so many engineering studies. And since I know that I've been also very interested in in art and in design. I wasn't quite sure if, if the university would be a, a great fit. So I looked through all the different study programs that they were offering. And there was one which was called creative technology. And that one was, uh, yeah, the one where I thought, okay, if one of those study programs would uh, fit me, um, it would be that one. Because, um uh, the way it was presented is what that it was like very explorative that you learn about different technologies, but that it also covers to some uh part um design and um, um business aspects uh so So I applied there and then it was late summer uh I was on a short holiday trip with my uh family uh so i yeah, with my parents and and uh my brother. And uh we were in Munich uh sitting at a at a restaurant. <laughs> and um my mom asked me, um, so uh you didn't you decided against uh yeah, um attending the univers the, the programs at the universities in in Germany. So so what are what are the next steps? And we thought about this for a while, and then she remembered uh, what about your application at the University of Trento? Uh, did, did you did you follow that up and I, and I was like oh shit I, I completely <laughs> forget about that one uh, I don't know what's what's going on about the application process if they accepted me or not and I think back then when I was applying I used a different uh, email address that I that I usually use for uh, for all my applications so I wasn't up to date at all. So so I checked my phone, checked the emails. Uh, you know, I got some, some emails like f- from the university, probably some, some marketing emails, but also some updates regarding the, the new semester coming up. And I looked through this and I thought, uh, yeah, that I c- got approved to the study program, uh, creative, wow. creative technology. And um, yeah, so uh, I looked at this email and took a look when, when the study program starts, which was, um, uh, I think it was September first of September, and um, yeah, we were on this trip like um, in the end of uh, uh, of August. Yeah, so I had like one week. <laughs> oh my and, goodness! Uh, and uh, we thought, okay, let's 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 give it a shot. Why not? Uh, I'm going to to move to the Netherlands, which is not so far from me, uh, by the way. Uh, the Netherlands is like uh, or Twente. Enschede, uh, so the city where I studied, is like ten minutes to the border from uh, Germany. But oh, wow. yeah, I, I, I took my uh, parents' car. It was like one and a half hour ride from my hometown, so so that's pretty nice because I wanted to, because it gave me the opportunity to live abroad and have like this international um, environment at the university campus. Um, so, so um, because that's what I liked about my experience in, in in Australia. But at the same time, I was not so far away from uh, my hometown and my high school friends and so on. Um, but yeah, I, I took my dad's car, um, made the one and a half hour drive, went to the first lecture, uh, sitting there amongst hundred other students, uh, mostly Dutch, uh, some Germans, and also, uh, yeah, some some people from far far away, like from uh, India, for example. Uh, mm-hmm. even from uh, China but I'm not sure if they were actually already moving to Netherlands before uh, but but anyway yeah I was sitting there very exciting still not 100% sure if uh, the application process worked uh, they were calling <laughs> out all, all the names of the people who are who are there and I was waiting like are they calling my name or not am I in or <laughs> am I not and um, but yeah everything experience. worked out yeah yeah it's it's weird but it was a yeah, hectic and uh but still fun and exciting and um yeah so so the first few days of, of uh university um I, I was still taking the car back and forth so i had uh uni from like nine in the morning till 6 p.m and after the day was over i and and they started the first day right so a full day uh, so the, the schedule was full and we had different classes learning different things about um Uh, yeah yeah some some basics and 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 mathematics and so the the days were busy and in the evening I still had to um, yeah find a place to live so (laughs) I was applying at at different um, uh, apartments to to join like uh, I'm missing the English word now like a house or an apartment that you that you share with with other students oh like a a dorm yeah yeah like a student Dorm. dorm exactly yeah. Um, that. Yeah. This. It, yeah. It took me only a few days. I was. I was lucky, and then I moved into a house with ten, no, twelve <laughs> other students, and um, yeah, that's how my university life began in uh, in Twente.
1: Does your mom? I feel I feel like my mom would do this as a joke, but does your mom ever talk to you saying, "I wonder what it'd be like if I didn't remind you <laughs> about that application"? <laughs> Did she ever say <laughs> that to you? <laughs>
0: no actually she didn't (laughs) say that yet but uh yeah i I could imagine her to to do this maybe she will one day uh there there are different scenarios where where she did (laughs) Uh, so
1: you uh you were in your first year of school and so in the u.s school for university is about four years were you in a four-year program
0: uh, no, my program was a three year program. Uh, I know there are some, uh, univer- no, not universities, I think it's more comparable to, to colleges than to, to a college, mm-hmm. uh, where it's, I think in, in general, the difference is that um, the universities are usually more theoretical, and then there are those other um, higher schools that uh, are more practical, and uh, there it's, it's four years, but my study program was uh, three years.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, I don't know if you uh, know, but uh, in, in the US, um, it's starting to become even more and more common for universities to be five-year programs. Uh, I don't oh. know. if, the, Yeah, it's it's kind of uh, crazy. I, at my university, I'm rare because I'm a four-year student, but everybody else that I know is a five-year student. So a three-year, it, it sounds like it was a, a really concentrated program. And um, I don't know if you if the word like gen eds are a common thing, but, uh, like general studies where, um, you take classes that aren't exactly, uh, having to do with your, um, what you want to do and what you came to that school for. Um, Mm. so it sounds like, uh, having a three-year program where you're learning all of these things were all of your classes, um, related to, uh, creative technology, um, and, and what like, what was your time like? I, I know that uh, I saw that you had human computer interaction and uh, philosophy of technology and smart environments. And I thought mm-hmm. that was all really interesting. So uh, and you talked a bit about it before, but um but yeah, I'm just curious what those three years were like for you.
0: Yeah, yeah sure um before i get more into the three years uh one thing that's that's uh that, that i like to know is um in in the us um you usually study three four or maybe five years and then you have like your your bachelor's degree right yes or uh just okay okay yeah that's uh yeah that's interesting that's actually yeah that that's that's <laughs> compared to three years it's it's uh, probably a long time um but yeah, yeah the three years <laughs> in the <laughs> the, th- the three years in the in the netherlands they were very very packed and uh, sometimes it takes students um, also like half a year longer to complete the studies but i think it's it's doable in three years uh, i think in, in the netherlands um it generally it's generally also six semesters so three years but uh I think in Germany it's more common to take more time for your studies so if you finish after four or five years that's it's not that's not that big of a deal and in mm. the Netherlands they I think they more focus on trying to get you to your bachelor's in three years. And uh, what's also interesting is that uh, there's um, there are some master programs that are, are um, yeah, actually only one year. So you have like and sometimes I think you have like half a year internship and then you do your master thesis. So it's it's possible to get wow. a master degree in one year. Uh, that's that's interesting. But I, I decided against it. Um, OK. Yeah, during the three-year study, um, yeah, you, you asked me if everything was related to uh, creative, to creative technology, so uh, to design and and tech, and and I'd say uh, most of the courses that uh, I attended were. Um, I mean, it's still a very broad field. Um, But there is a thing which is called a minor where you have half a year uh, within your three-year program where you can study something else, something completely unrelated to what you're studying right now. And um, this minor is one semester, so half a year. And I decided to use this uh, half year also to explore different fields. Um, So the first half I decided to study um, the philosophy of science and and technology and this Mm -hmm. was not a course of my actual bachelor program creative technology but um, um, yeah it was it was a philosophy class and it was not just creative technology uh, students but students with different backgrounds so some students studied um, uh, what was it called Uh, yeah, public administration or chemical science or uh, computer science so that was really exciting to to work with uh, to collaborate also on projects with uh, students from from different backgrounds and um, yeah so so that was really interesting like we, we covered most of the uh, basics of philosophy but also had uh, always tried to relate different concepts to um yeah latest technology so um we yeah, learned and discussed subjects like um, artificial intelligence, uh, of course, so that that was a big one. Um, yeah. and and uh, But yeah, this philosophy of science and technology was just one half of my minor. So and uh, I think the other part is also interesting to mention, because for the other half, I decided to do an internship. And uh, mm. the internship that I was doing was at a, uh, well, uh, you could say production company, but um, the person uh I was working with um was actually a yeah you, you could say yeah it's it's he was more of a of a freelance filmmaker, like a, a digital nomad uh travel filmmaker. Uh, his, his name is Brandon Lee. Um if you like travel films you should look at look him up on, on YouTube. Absolutely so great job there. Um if, and sometimes you... he works with yeah
1: Oh, if you give me uh his information uh we can add it to the description if people want to look at his stuff uh so that'll be there hopefully but yeah continue
0: okay okay perfect so yeah i was working with brandon and he sometimes works uh, with a he has his own producer and um he's he's hiring uh, actors sometimes for for projects and um yeah, I don't know uh, if this is uh, interesting to mention. Um, I mean, we it have is. time, right? So, so <laughs> Absolutely. I'll, okay, so uh, I'll start a bit earlier. So, um, I, yeah, as, as you know, I've, I've been always been interesting in video production, and I still was when studying creative technology. And um, I, I've still, uh, um, yeah, being in this, in this world between tech and uh, filmmaking and uh, not being able to decide, um, what I want to focus on really. And, um, yeah, the videos that I saw from, from, uh, Brandon on YouTube really inspired me. And, and, uh, there was you know, one day where he published a new video. Uh, I think it was, uh, the video was called Hong Kong strong. And, uh, I watched this video and I, I, I showed it to my housemates and that I, I was sitting on a, on a couch that we had outside. And, and I, I thought like, oh, okay, this is amazing. So, uh, <laughs> I, I want to become a filmmaker <laughs> oh so
1: that, what that's was what the thought. video about and and what uh, what was it again
0: uh the, the video was about uh hong kong about the chinese Year's oh. in hong kong and um yeah it was an eight minute video and yeah it just blew my mind like the way um brennan was was operating his his camera by using gimbals and creating transitions and um, telling a story completely in a visual way without using words and yeah I yeah I just got inspired by this type of art and and I thought wow that's that's what I want to learn that's what that's what I want to do and um, then I saw that that uh, Brandon was uh, giving a meetup in in England and I was in the middle of my uh, writing my bachelor thesis and uh, I, I saw this News on 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 Instagram, and I thought about spontaneously buying a, a ticket, fly to England uh, from Germany uh, from the Netherlands, to to attend this meetup. Uh, in in the end, I don't know why, but I decided against it. Um, saw a couple of months later that he was uh, giving another meetup in uh, in in Spain, and. I decided to um, book tickets to fly to Spain with my brother, have a holiday there and, and meet him. And uh, yeah, a few days before he he said like the meetup was going to be uh, canceled because there are not many people that wanted to attend that event in Seville. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, fortunately he still asked me if if I wanted to meet up to, to grab a coffee or something. And so we, so we met up. Um, I was, very excited for me, he was like a, a rock star in, in filmmaking, <laughs> and uh, I met him and his, his, his girlfriend uh, Kobe, and we had some ice cream and talked about uh, filmmaking, and then he, he told me that he was um, starting a film school and uh, yeah wants to produce some some videos uh, not only for YouTube but also for this film school he's building. And uh, if I and my bro- my brother and I would be interested in, uh, interested in volunteering for a few days, so uh, we went to visit a few uh, nice spots in, in in the city where where we were staying. And I was yeah, filming behind the scenes. So Brandon was actually uh, making uh, travel videos, and I was behind the scenes filming him how he creates those uh, how he shoots those videos and um yeah so this was really exciting a fun time for me where i learned a lot and um at the end of the trip i think the day before i was leaving uh, i don't know why but i was a bit afraid i think to ask him we were sitting somewhere outside uh, having a beer and and i i told him um uh brennan you know for for my university program i have to do a 3 months um internship i don't know if it's possible uh if uh, to do it at your company, your business, uh, because it wasn't that related to, to technology. Uh, but I, I stated that there's this opportunity, and if he would be interested in, in working with me so that I support him, um, filming him, um, doing some editing for his videos, uh, helping him to, to set up his online film school. So I actually um, helped a little bit out on, uh, in, in WordPress back then to, to create this platform. Wow. Um, so so yeah, I I asked him if that would be possible, and and yeah, he was very open to it and said yeah yeah sure let's 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 do this, and um, so yeah, in in those uh, about ten weeks, I learned a lot about um, filmmaking, uh-huh. and uh, yeah, so that was also a great time and a great opportunity to to uh, explore my uh, <laughs> curiosities and yeah, f- follow my my passion that I had back then.
1: Oh my gosh. That, that sounds so exciting. If I, I remember meeting my um, uh, somebody that I really admired uh, and I met her at an event she was speaking at. And uh, I, w- I, I was so embarrassing and like such a mess. Cause I thought I like, she was like this rock star to me. And it's funny that you said that because that's the exact same way that I uh. I described her to like my parents or people asking me why I was so excited to meet her. (laughs) It's, it's so cool that I think that there's something that when you're in that spot of trying to decide what you want to do and, and what do you want to do with your career and all of these different things. And you, you find somebody usually like one or two or three people that are doing things that you really want to do one day. And that's kind of just your, your person. So it's so amazing mm-hmm. that you were able to actually intern with him. Yeah. How, how did you react when I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that there was a different reaction to when he told you face to face versus when you went back to your hotel apartment, your, your hotel room and you're like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe this is actually happening.
0: <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I like I can still remember very well the situation when uh, we we discussed this, um, but uh, yeah, re- reflecting back on it, I yeah, I I can't re- recall the situation exactly, but uh, I just remember that especially the very few days, uh, yeah, I, I thought this is really exciting and I couldn't believe that that this is yeah <laughs> happening basically. But but I'm curious, how, how is the who is the person that that you admired uh, so so much?
1: Oh, uh, uh, her name is Debbie Millman. Um, she uh, she has this podcast called the Design Matters podcast, and back in in high school, uh, I don't know, maybe I was about uh fifteen years old. Uh, I got really, I really love podcasts since I was like twelve. Um, and I I used to listen to like the the TED Talk podcasts, and then. I realized that there were other podcasts that were out there and I found Debbie's and I just really liked the way that she talked to people. And I really loved that I could get to know somebody over a course of like an hour, two hours, three hours, and have no idea what they look like. And you just, (laughs) you just learn about who they are. And it was just by total chance that her podcast was about design. So I I got to learn about people like um like Michael Beirut, who's a designer at Pentagram in New York. And I think they also have an office in Berlin, too. Um and so it was it was so cool. And it's kind of crazy when you spend hours and hours and hours listening to somebody's voice and then you hear them in person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's very weird because it's just the voice that was in your head for years is just like standing in front of you, and yeah. I actually started crying. It was so embarrassing. Well. It, I was such a oh, I was so bad, even <laughs> now I look back on it and I cringe but uh <laughs> it she was she was so cool to me, so I actually have a lot of respect for you for being able to keep yourself together when you when you meet somebody who's kind of your hero. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah true but uh, yeah it's, it's it's true what you described like i had this situation several times now like when podcasts became a, a thing here uh, at least in, in in germany um yeah it's it's like sometimes you listen to people and then you meet them in in, in real life and it feels like you already know them but you don't but somehow you do but <laughs> they don't know you at all uh yes so, yeah, always makes it a, a very uh special first uh interaction
1: I, I had one interaction on the podcast that was like that a little bit. Um, I, uh, well, it, wasn't on the, it was right before I started the podcast. It was, um, uh, I don't know if you know him, but he was on the podcast earlier, uh, Nico Voss. Um, he's from Munich. Um, he, uh, uh, he's a, also a Webflow uh, designer. And I think the two of you are connected on LinkedIn. And uh, yeah. he has this, um, uh, this uh, uh, YouTube channel and the funny thing is, is that his YouTube channel and his, um, his zoom camera is this exact same setup. So I watched his YouTube videos and then I was on a zoom call with him and it was the exact same setup. And it was looking like I, it, it gave me a double take because it looked like I was talking to a YouTube video <laughs> and I, I like, I couldn't talk for the first couple of seconds. Cause I was like, is this working? And then he moved and he said, hi, Emily. And I'm like, this is so weird. <laughs>
0: But yeah, it was definitely
1: it a cool situation. So, so yeah. So you have this really, really cool internship with one of your heroes or your um, your uh, people that you looked up to a lot, and and then you had these these two projects um that you did. It looks like you did them in 2016. So I don't know at what point in in the program this was, but uh, I was really interested in the project that you did. Um, with the flying experience, and it's called—is um, <laughs> f- it Flarity or Flarity?
0: Yeah, I think we called it uh, Flarity or Flyrity. <laughs> Got it. Exactly. Yeah. This was that was a fun project. I think it was in the second year. Um, so and. Um, <laughs> I feel like i'm pr- promoting this study program a lot but um so the, <laughs> the the study program it was split up in uh different modules, so each module was like uh ten weeks and in each module you had uh different subjects and a different project where you collaborated with a team of yeah mostly 5 to 6 people on 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 a project and sometimes those were projects uh, initiated by the uh university or sometimes even even uh real companies and uh sometimes you could just come up with a project idea yourself and i remember in that module we um worked a lot with um yeah the, the program i called earlier uh, unity um to 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 learn uh uh game design and uh, yeah just generate creative ideas and um so yeah the goal was to to uh, create a unity game and use vr of course because um (laughs) most of us um were really excited about using you know that the hardware that they were providing at at the university using the computer and the vr goggles and and so on so um yeah, we we thought about different solutions, and um I don't know who, who exactly in the team was it who said, Okay, let's let's do an installation where you can actually fly. Um, but yeah, that, that's what we ended up with. So uh we, we built a small board um which had a small uh computer on it. It's that's uh, maybe you've heard about it, a, a Arduino computer. It's like a small uh computer that you can program, and there was a sensor on it as well that's tracking different movements. And uh, so when you were lying on the board and moving the board in different direction, um, the small computer was sending signals to the Unity application. And um, so by yeah, moving your body, you could um, uh, move in a virtual world that has been uh, generated in Unity. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, that's that was the experience. Cool. Like. So <laughs> you lie on the board, you have the VR glasses on, and um, you see a uh, landscape that's, that's being uh, generated within Unity. I think there were scripts or something that could be used and modified a little bit. So we had this virtual never-ending world, and uh, yeah, you were just lying on this table, flying uh, yeah above this 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 surface.
1: And and if somebody's listening to this, you absolutely just. Have to go check it. Like, how how does somebody find this project? Because I, I remember seeing. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if one of your friends or somebody that was testing it. The way that they were laying on the um the board and they had the goggles on and they had their hands up uh, around their head and it was it looked so cool. So that that sounds like a, a really complicated project. And and that was on a, a team of people.
0: Yeah, it was a team of five or six people and uh, you, you know everybody in, in the team had different backgrounds and different things that they were interested in so some of them really liked uh physical uh computing uh so they set up the Arduino and uh got into the uh yeah um parts that were more related to uh, electrical engineering then we had one person in the team who really liked uh programming so he he created the uh uh, this, the the code for for the Unity game, and so yeah, everybody took took a role. There were some people who who built the hardware mainly, or who managed the project. Uh, there was always something to do.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, I think that that's that's really neat because um uh in in my experience in school uh we weren't really on teams as much as I as you were, and I I think it's really helpful. I I graduated from a graphic design program and I think it would have been really cool to um be on a on a team with people that were that had different backgrounds because now I'm in the the real world and I'm seeing that uh um that there's so many things to consider that other people need that you wouldn't think of uh I guess Mm -hmm. uh, one thing that I'm I'm learning now is uh um, web ready fonts, uh, the, uh, I know this is completely off topic, but uh, it's uh, um, understanding uh, if if you have this custom font, whether it's going to show up on all devices, having like a backup font, whether it's Arial or something that's uh, a bit stronger so that it's something it will show up if uh, other devices don't show up with your custom font. And it's just it's like, just having different perspectives working on the same project is really Really cool, and I, I like that that your your program worked that way. Do you think that that helped mm-hmm. you understand how to work with different people from different industries?
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, people from different industries, and uh, in, and in, in especially sorry, especially in the <laughs> uh, in the uh, in the courses that were um, yeah with people from, from different study programs. So uh, when I studied philosophy of science and technology, um, but yeah, there was even one module where we collaborated on a project where we created a, an app where yeah we were um, creative technologists, but also two computer scientists and uh, one person studying uh, uh, IT. Uh, so yeah, internet, internet technology or something more business and it exactly was what, mm. it, what, what it was called so that was really interesting because you could see the different strengths or or weaknesses of of uh, people so that helped a lot and yeah it was not only working with people from different industries but also people from different cultures so uh, that that was uh, special for the UT as well that um, the environment was was very international.
1: So you had your um, you had your first two years, you had your internship, um, you had all of these different projects, and you had the, the flying project, which I thought was really cool, and that was in your <laughs> second year. Um, so how how did you end the program? Uh, was, was there a, um, I know you said you had your bachelor's uh, uh, project, but that was in your second year before the internship, um, or how how am I looking at your last year at university?
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, <laughs> difficult even for me to get the timeline together. I remember, for example, <laughs> that I did the internship actually after I uh, finished all the uh, mandatory modules at the UT itself. Uh, but okay. anyway, that, uh, the last year was mostly about, okay, so the last module was actually uh uh, interesting because um, before before starting the, the bachelor thesis, which took half a year, so the, the final six months of the university program, there was one module where we also had one project where we corrobor- coll- collaborated in bigger groups of like 12 people and we created an interactive installation. And it was, uh, yeah, that's maybe something I'd like to mention as well, because uh, this was also interesting. It was a different size, uh, maybe comparable to a, to a small startup, actually. And we had so many people and and so many possibilities. And and also, we were given more time to work on a project. Uh, So there we built a um, table that's um, visualizing how refugees move uh, between different countries uh, over time. Oh, refugees. Refugees, exactly. And um, so we had a big wheel that you could move on the table to uh, choose the date. And then you had pillars uh, that were uh, lighted up by LEDs moving up and down to to show the to show the relations and the directions where to which countries people moved and um yeah this was a cool project as well because it, it uh, uh somehow um, combined uh data science and um yeah design and electrical engineering and yeah we also tried to get a, a, a sort of business case around this and there was even one museum in netherlands that was interested in buying this installation to to yeah show it at the, at the museum uh wow. so i think this was like the highland of highlight of this uh of the study program because all the skills that you learned during these years uh you you could apply and they gave us several weeks where you could where we could uh where, where there were no lectures but we could completely focus on this, on this one project. Um, yeah. And after, after this uh, special module, there was the bachelor thesis uh, where, <laughs> which was more, more or less uh, the complete opposite. So instead of working in a big group, I was working just by myself. Uh, I was uh, yeah developing the, the project was about developing a um, virtual assistant for a smartwatch um, mm. that um, helps you um uh, implement uh new new habits into your life and uh yeah so that was also interesting because I was completely on my own for this project of course, I collaborated with other people um to to help me to to uh do user studies and collect user feedback and optimize the design and the voice interactions um but yeah this was this was the final project and yeah that's that's how I ended my my studies.
1: That's incredible. how did you did did you choose the the project with the refugees? Or was that assigned to you? How did you decide to do that project? Because that sounds like it has uh um it's influenced by by things that are actually happening right now.
0: Uh yes, or but at was, the time. Yeah, I think, yeah. I mean it was definitely a, a, a topic uh at that time, but I don't know if if the the current situation led to the type of project because um the um installation that we built didn't just give you an overview of the uh happenings right now um but more about like the past 50 or or 100 years because that's only where the data sets that were available to us and um yeah i don't i don't remember exactly how we ended up with the ideas. maybe it also was just looking at different data sets that are available to us today that could be uh, optimized and edited in a way so so that we can use them and and visualize them in a impactful way um i don't re- recall it correctly mm, um, okay and yeah but um the other project the um bachelor bachelor project that i had uh, that was a an idea um given by the university so for the bachelor projects they, you had like a pool of different uh, topics you could choose and uh uh professors to work with um or if if you wanted to yeah come up with your own idea that was possible as well but i think it was a bit, bit difficult to to get your ideas through and uh con- convince everyone that that's uh, a great topic to to work on for the next half year <laughs>
1: So, so yeah, so we, you had the, um, the big board project that was the team, and then you had the individual bachelor's project. And, and so then after you graduate, um, you, you have the big celebration, uh, and then you, you then, from what I understand, you graduated from the program and then immediately started in web design uh, freelancing from your uh, family home. And so I I wanna hear a little bit about that. So you go from these these large um, kind of just like engineering teams in which uh, you have the design uh, perspective and uh, you have the watch assistant, um, but you've always been interested in web design since the project in your first project in Australia. So I wanted to hear about how you started freelancing, but I know that you also have you also had a design agency for a period of time. So you can just walk through me a little bit, uh, walk through <laughs> that a little bit.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah, that's an, that's an interesting tr- transition, like uh, going from being the student to actually start working. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think in the second year of the student program, it was that I um, also, I think, during one project work that we did together, I met uh, uh, Robin which was a uh, study colleague and and, and friend of mine. And we were studying together for exams and and on projects. And um, pretty soon we realized that we had like common interests. And not that he was so much interested in in design, but he had a passion for for marketing and and was also very much into sales back then, and uh, especially digital marketing. And we learned about Facebook ads and and SEO and everything you can do in this field. and um yeah by having expertise in this areas uh, help companies and um and he was i think he was the person who en- encouraged me to actually uh, start freelancing or, or uh, let's say to to start a business like i, I always had this idea in my man- mind but i was still I think a little bit too too afraid like what if it fails or, some, or something was was a, a mindset that I had I totally uh, so relate he... to that <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's 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 common I think and um but yeah he, he was um yeah he he really pushed me um and yeah when we were both realizing that that uh yeah, that we have this this common interest and that we liked working together anyway, Um, we we thought about um, starting an agency together. So I was already doing some uh, video production and, um, but yeah, we decided just to to found a company and uh, take on some first projects, see what kind of projects we like, what kind of projects uh, we don't like, but yeah, first get started. And then after that, figure out what exactly, Uh, the services that we want to offer and so we started uh, both working uh, in the second and third year of university um, in the evenings and on weekends and one whenever there was time and uh, yeah and then it was when I got back into web design so there was this one project in Australia but then I didn't do any web related work at all um, Mm. only in the university when they asked us to in the first module like please uh build your website we are going to show you how it works this is html this is css oh yeah and also <laughs> there's wordpress that you could uh help you save some time and everything mm. everyone was figuring things out some wanted to develop the website on your own some others wanted to use wordpress i think webflow was around back then but not that popular yeah. there were some tools from adobe which were out there but didn't work that well and in the end i i ended up uh just completely building my portfolio website from from scratch using ruby on rails for for the back end and some uh hdml and css and um yeah so this was important because um what the teachers told us were um this study program creative technology is, is pretty new and companies need to see they need to understand what what you can do like what your skills are and what type of works you did so please take this seriously and uh, build your portfolio website and show all the work that you do in in different modules. Mm. Uh, So so I had some background experiences. Uh, I used Code Academy to to learn HTML and CSS. Oh, wow. Yeah, and uh, I think we had like six weeks of summer holidays or no, maybe four weeks. And I spent most of them just just learning the fundamentals of front-end development. Um, yeah, so which turned out to be uh, a great skill for um, starting the agency and building the first websites for for clients. Um, yeah, so that's how it, how we got started with the agency. And at one point when I graduated, I shifted from like uh, a mini job doing this this on the site while being a university student uh, to to full time and uh this was this was huge so uh <laughs> when I think about it, yeah yeah, because it was uh you you suddenly had so much more time to uh work on your to to improve your skills to to work on projects it was it was so so different, and uh, I know there are people freelancing and probably are at the edge of okay, should I quit my job and start freelancing full time when is the right moment and i I know this is scary because as soon as you're full time you need to make enough money to pay the bills and so on. And this could be scary in the beginning. Um, so this was a, yeah, a a big step, but um, it, it, it turned out well.
1: I had this moment recently, actually. <laughs> um, not recently, maybe like, like five months ago or something like that, um, when I was able to quit my job and do web design and development full time uh, I, I was doing something that was completely not related to what I wanted to do. I was actually a maid <laughs> and I was, um, uh, a, a, a nanny and I was, um, doing people's laundry and taking care of their kids and cleaning their kitchen and vacuuming the floors and, and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, I, I just had like, I felt like there wasn't enough hours in a day to do everything. And, and I, I wasn't passionate about making people's beds (laughs) and I it's not I knew that wasn't what I wanted to do but I was so afraid of losing this this uh, paycheck that was so consistent where uh, when you work on a project-to-project basis and you're just starting out it's it's not as consistent and it's a little bit scarier but the the day that I quit um it was, it was like the greatest gift I could have ever given myself. I couldn't have bought anything that was better. I couldn't have, maybe I could have gotten a trip that would have, that would have been cool. <laughs> but, uh, but there's no gift that I could have given myself that was better than quitting <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and doing the job that I wanted to do. So when you said that I, I really related to what you were saying and I'm sure a lot of other people would too. Yeah. <laughs> so you you started freelancing and you were working with your friend Robin and and what's what's Robin's last name
0: Uh, it's Fabianic Robin Fabianic
1: oh okay and and so you were working together and and some some point between graduating and uh having your agency you moved to Hamburg correct and that's where you you live now
0: yes yeah Okay. Um, yeah, that was right after after graduating. I I decided to move to Hamburg, and <laughs> you're probably gonna wonder why uh, I made this decision because uh, <laughs> it's oftentimes a, a big decision. I think uh, choosing where you want to live mm-hmm. and. Um, I chose to live in Hamburg because um, similar reasons why I chose Twente also for uh, as a university like one one of the reasons was uh, it was not too far from home uh, because family friends are uh, still important to me <laughs> or and always will be <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah so it's, it's like uh, two, ho- two hours from my hometown and it's a big city it's the uh, second largest city in Germany and I thought like I was very ambitious back then and uh you know I was motivated and passionate and wanted to to uh yeah work and grow this agency uh, at least to a to a certain point. And um yeah, and I thought a city would be the right place to go because all the other freelancers and and um entrepreneurs, uh, I think startups, they are often located in the city. So the city is the place where most of the business happens. More business as in my small hometown uh, at the border of, of, of Germany. Uh so and it's a beautiful city. So <laughs> I don't know if you've been to Europe or to, to Germany, but uh, I, I really like the like to like the city here. And um also from a point of infrastructure, I think that made sense. So that was a reason as well. Um I thought filmmaking would would be still a big part of my job and um when you work as a filmmaker or a uh, yeah let's say videography videographer i think that's that's more of an accurate term uh, <laughs> you you have to you have to travel a lot so you, you have to visit events or um I, I was filming a retreat which was in in spain and you need to take the plane so and um yeah i, I think it it would just make make more sense and, and, and save me time because here I have a good connection to the airport and could, could fly to two different locations if uh, I, I have to film.
1: That's, that sounds like like when you moved to Hamburg, you were doing, you kind of had like two lives. You had the, the agency of uh, building websites and working with companies in like search engine optimization and all of these things mm-hmm. that was in the digital sphere uh and then you had this other life where you were traveling and doing these videography uh um projects for people what were and i'm assuming that you've been in Hamburg for a while what what were your first few uh years like there and and how long did you stay in this kind of lifestyle before you decided to um start your own company and uh you and robin uh uh, went separate ways in your uh, in your career lives.
0: Uh, yeah, so uh, I've been living in in Hamburg now for about two years, and in the first year uh, we had the agency, and I had this um, yeah job which was uh, split into web design and uh, videography services. So mm. that that were were the roads that I was covering mostly. Um, Robin was more into sales and digital marketing, so he did all. The search engine optimizations and ads and also was, was consulting clients um and yeah the moment we split up was about after a year so I think the agency we had it in total for for two years and then we um uh yeah so uh what's it called resolved the company or or stopped working at advanced concept mm-hmm. and uh went uh different different paths.
1: And I remember um, uh, y- you wrote an article about um, the different uh, ways that people choose freelancing over a design agency, and you don't really know what's going to be right for you until you really either choose one and you know that's right for you, or you uh, try both. So I I heard or i read that the the reasons that you really enjoyed being an agency and that you you absolutely don't regret the time that you spent there, um, uh, and and doing those things is that you had these projects that you were working on that were really neat. You you built something from nothing. Um, there's the element of wealth creation with an agency, um, but then when you look at freelancing, there's uh, more flexibility. Um, you have more control over uh, what's going on. Um, uh, and and I I wanted to talk to you a little bit about that because. It's been a little while since you wrote that article, and I was wondering uh, what your thoughts are now.
0: Yeah, I think that the thoughts that I had when writing this article um, are still the same now. Uh, I still keep reflecting a lot about the time at the agency, like what went well, what went wrong, uh, what I could learn from it, and yeah, how, how I want to uh, continue my, my, my journey for, for the next uh, few years and um yeah i think you pointed them out out very well so um uh i mean sure some advantages of of growing an agency is are that you're not on your you're not completely on your own right you you have a team maybe you have a co-founder maybe you have uh employees and you work together on a project you see each other in the office every day uh you, you have a culture and um and you have different skills that you bring to the to the company and and you can do amazing work and um yeah and and of course i think for for some people it's also interesting to grow an agency because um uh yeah as you pointed out correctly it's it's the wealth creation so you're actually um, building a a business uh and um i know it's very very popular nowadays to to be like an Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was a crap. Yeah, to, to be like an, an an entrepreneur or to 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 start your company. Um, people. There there are many people that that like this idea. Um, I believe. But on the on the other hand, um, when you are a a freelancer, um, you yeah you, you don't have uh you still have responsibility of course for the for yourself and for the projects that you are doing and um, but. Yeah, it's it's something different than the type of responsibility that you have when running a company and having employees and and make sure that that they get paid. At least that's that's what I uh, imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we didn't grow that much. We didn't had employees. We, we had one employee, uh, but that was more on a mini job basis, which gave us a feeling about what it is about. You know, you 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 uh, you discover yourself in a new position where you are uh, more um focused on managing and also delegating work and uh co- communicating clearly like expectations and and so on so it's it's a it's a different it's a different kind of job
1: i one thing that i really, really love about your YouTube videos other than the very impressive video quality (laughs) that that is very obvious that you are into video production. But one other thing that I really love about your YouTube channel is that you talk a lot about um, when you are running your own company and when uh, you're freelancing, how you manage your time and how you um, structure your day uh, you describing your YouTube videos. And I think that that's really helpful, uh, especially to people like me. Uh, and mm-hmm. by the way, when I went through all your YouTube videos, I liked all of them. Just wanted to let you know. <laughs> um, <Thank> you. But <laughs> but um, uh, I, I, and, and we'll, we'll link the YouTube video in the description if you wanted to check it out uh, after the podcast. Um, <laughs> but uh, you, you talk about um, uh, really blocking out your time, uh, for different things. And I'm kind of struggling with this a little bit because, um, I have a lot of people like emailing me, whether it's about work, whether it's about the podcast, whether it's just family, um, just, uh, sending me messages. And the way that you block out your time is really interesting that you, um, plan your week out on a Sunday, You have a time for reading in the morning and then you block out time for client projects and then also block out time for more administrative things like phone calls and meetings and things like that. And that really reminds me of um, uh, someone named uh, he's an American guy named uh, Cal Newport, who he talks a lot about deep work and the idea of blocking out time so that you can Mm -hmm. really focus on what you're doing and you're not just at surface level with something. Um, and I wanted to talk a little bit about your day to day because that was really interesting to me. <laughs> Sounds like there's a kid playing in the background.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> outside. Let me close the window for a so second. It's, it's very unusually warm here in Hamburg for the summer. Uh, so now this should be better. Should be better. Uh, so no so yeah, pro- productivity and um, planning your days. So it's uh, yeah it's it's a subject I could geek out about. Uh, yeah, I, I really, uh, yeah, I really try to think about this a lot. Like how can I be productive, uh, use my time more effectively, at least when it comes to, to work, uh, like, like in the hours when I, when I'm actually working because otherwise, uh, yeah it's it's not a nice and sustainable way to <laughs> run your life by always trying to be productive and get the most out of every minute but of course in a business uh perspective uh it it matters uh yeah i, I, I actually read the book that that you mentioned uh, what was it called uh, deep work oh you read um, his book yeah yeah oh, i probably really? got some inspiration from from there as well uh there, there are a few books that i like on this on the subject so uh, deep work uh, but also uh, uh, one that's called uh, Essentialism. I don't remember the author and another book called um, The One Thing. Uh, I think those are the books that helped me most. And uh, also watching several, many, many YouTube videos. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think I'm not that strict anymore uh, on this. Like I still schedule my days and, and block times, but um if my schedule doesn't work that well, sometimes I, I'm not mad at myself or, yeah, you know, um, mm. for, for example, I, I, I usually say that I start my workday at 9am in in the morning, uh, but sometimes I, I stay up long mm. and then I just sleep longer and start the day later. And that's that's completely fine for me because I prioritize sleep more. And actually, um, yeah, I really like the benefit of not always having to use a alarm and just starting the day in, in a calm way uh getting my yeah shit together and, uh, <laughs> yeah 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 sorry for this <laughs> expression but sometimes i wake up and there are like so many thoughts in my head and uh yeah things you things you contemplate about and uh, just having a calm morning maybe i usually start with with meditation uh yeah it helps me to to have a smoother start uh in the day uh, i also don't have calls usually in in the mornings like I, I try to have calls with potential clients or with my clients in the afternoon i know always that that it's not always possible but having your your calendar calendar sort of yeah free for the first day um that that yeah really helps to to have a uh, at least for me personally a a more uh, enjoyable work day and also some hours in the morning where you can be more productive and actually do do creative work without being distracted in terms of emails i try to um which doesn't work yet uh well, it's, <laughs> it it worked for a while but it stopped working now like i think i'm really addictive to email <laughs> uh, but I, yeah, you're not so alone <laughs> I, yeah yeah it's that's a common thing about social media and, and email and so on but uh, like in, in a perfect world I, I wouldn't <laughs> check my mails more than twice a day uh, and yeah so so that that's what I try to 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 stay productive um, nothing fancy nothing special or secret here no secrets um, <laughs> I use to-do lists um, to plan out the week mm-hmm. use Notion to manage my business
1: I love uh, Notion I wanted to talk <laughs> I commented on your YouTube channel about Notion and you replied to me <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, I saw the comment. And, and by the way, thanks again for your, for your feedback on my YouTube channel. Sure. I started it a while ago and those were like my first time speaking in front of a camera, which felt very weird to me. <laughs> I, I've usually been a guy be- behind the camera, right? And not talking mm-hmm. in front of a camera. And uh, so those, those first videos were my first exper- experiments. Then I stopped for a while. now I create um, videos almost weekly on LinkedIn as as part of my... Uh, marketing strategy for my web design business and yeah it gets uh, easier over time uh, but yeah I'm still learning and always try to keep improvement uh, improving so <laughs> thanks for this for this feedback
1: absolutely and uh, I I I love your videos but um, I was look I was how do I, I am just restart. I, when you, I don't want to glaze over the one thing that you talked about um, when you talked about uh, meditation, because uh, you don't just meditate. You meditated for like 197 days in a row. And <laughs> there's a whole thing that you went through. I'm sure that there was a lot of self-reflection and, and you said that you, you had this challenge of meditating for an hour every day. How how did that happen? What was that like? I that sounds incredibly hard. If I spend fifteen minutes just just doing just just sitting with my thoughts, it's just hard. And yeah, I get like I don't maybe this is a thing I should do, but I, I get like a little panicky or, or something like that. Like I need to be doing something, and the only time I can feel that way as if I'm like working out or something like that just try to get that energy out so let's talk about that a little bit because that's not easy to do
0: (laughs) yeah it's not easy to do and it's also I think not a topic so easy to talk about but let's let's see let's find out Um, so I got started with meditation I think Already, like three or four years ago, during my studies, I uh, was using Headspace, the application for for the smartphone, and meditated ten minutes a day uh, mm-hmm. because I thought this would make me more calm and more productive and uh, help me on my self development journey, which I was so crazy about. <laughs> uh, it's a good not... journey to be on. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, y- yeah, I think in general it is, but I think sometimes it's it's getting like like too much. Like people get mm. too too obsessed about it and mm-hmm. um, but yeah this was how, how I got started uh, with with meditation and uh, then at one point I started following an interesting person on uh, Twitter uh, who, who's called Naval, Naval Ravikant You had a quite popular viral going uh, tweet storm on, on Twitter about um, wealth creation and uh, happiness mm-hmm. and uh yeah and i i followed him on twitter for a while and then one day he was at the R- joe rogan experience uh uh really just uh, this, this big po- podcast uh you have in, <laughs> in the states and yeah so uh super inspiring uh person and and uh a great episode i would highly recommend uh i can highly recommend watching um yeah just the, the subject he covers i mean it's uh yeah, it's about meditation, it's about philosophy, it's about wealth, happiness, um, very interesting and, and difficult uh, subjects, I'd say, and at one point he said, like, uh, I recommend 60 days of meditation, one hour a day, uh, so I thought, okay, that's that's an interesting challenge, I'm going to try this, and I saw other people on Twitter doing this as well, and documenting every day, like, how uh, their experience was like uh, meditating, and I think most of them back then, and even I didn't know what meditation really is about, and that it's not really <laughs> about having an experience. But yeah, still, you were documenting and, and reflecting about how how it's going, how how it feels like, if it's challenging or not. Um, so so I started. Um, I developed a habit around it, and now I'm uh, doing this daily meditation of one hour since yeah one and a half years and wow. um which which sounds a lot and but you know it's it's, it's a habit uh <laughs> I, I do yeah. it in the morning sometimes i feel like i don't feel like doing it then i don't do it or sometimes i'm i i'm, I'm traveling or visiting friends but yeah usually i'd say uh yeah five or six days out of the week i, I definitely do do the meditation and um it didn't get much easier over time like Mm-hmm. the first few days were especially difficult like I was checking my phone I, I I set a timer right and every 10 minutes I check my phone like is this still t- is, is the time still running uh, <laughs> h- how much longer do I do I have to go and as you said it I, I, yeah it, it feels like um, I, I was feeling a bit like very unpatient and and, and and I started to experience how my hands were moving and at, at, at my toes and my feet and yeah I I just felt uncomfortable like like sitting in silence so much and um just sort of trying to be bored well no i, I wasn't trying anything but it it just is boring right it is, it is boring and um but yeah then the thought processes start you think and you reflect your past previous days then uh the things that that uh, are in the future sometimes that's sort of a anxiety maybe if, if you're excited or worry about the future and all the things go to your head every day every time I, I do this those things are in, in, in your head and um, yeah maybe there are some uh, things in the past that you haven't resolved completely that you think about that maybe are already a, a few years ago um, I didn't have this uh, that much but yeah I was still reflecting on on a lot of things like my relationship, uh, relationships I I have with friends, the job I'm doing, the agency that I was running. And uh, you are confronted with those thoughts, right? Because your head is just doing, uh, your mind is just doing what it wants to do and it's it's running and it's processing. And uh, I think in in modern life, we don't have this time very often to sit and reflect or do nothing. Like even myself, when I'm going for a walk, I I used to listen to podcasts a lot, or when I'm standing at a line at a supermarket, it takes three or four seconds when I until I pull out my phone and and check social media. So mm-hmm. we we don't really have this experience of we we don't get bored that that easily. And um, uh, having this meditation routine helped me to get bored and also to get uh, yeah have my mind become more more quiet. Because well, I, I know um explained like how your mind is trembling and you have these different thoughts, thoughts and it feels like yet it, it really is like a a, a monkey mind that's it, a term that's that's often being used and um or it could be compared with a highway, like when you watch at a highway and you see all these different cars that yeah, symbolize your thoughts. It's it's just really busy and at least for me, really messy. And um but after a while, like after 30, 40, 50 minutes in i notice that those thoughts become less and you actually clear your mind and there starts to be a a a silence and you start uh your mind starts to to finish all the processing that that that's going on and um yeah i think that's that's yeah something really interesting to to uh yeah to explore
1: i there's a part of me that wants to do this, that there's a part of me that's scared of like what I'm going to think of. <laughs> Is that a weird thing to say? I, I, since you've been through this, um, c- can you tell the difference between before you started between now in kind of just like the way that you process things or are you more reflective on, on how you treat your friends and family or hmm. I, or or w- what kind of projects you want to work on um, and and really focusing on um yeah like w- what kind of projects you want to work on for your job i'm just mm. curious uh mm-hmm. if you notice this changes in yourself
0: yeah 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 that's a, a very interesting question and this is really hard to answer as well because it's hard to um yeah to 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 understand like um, how meditation influenced how, how I think about myself like or how how uh, how I am and uh, what, what what I do or if other factors play a role like simply um, growing up hopefully becoming wiser or um, reading specific books or yeah if, if it really is the result of uh, med- meditation uh, so I can't really say it for sure but I think there are definitely certain things that, uh, yeah, are, are the result of my daily meditation. So um, there are even some uh, aspects about how your how your life can change by meditation that are uh, proven very well in a scientifically in a scientific way. So it's it's true that you um, can become less stressed and more calm, or that. Um, meditation even helps to um yeah uh strengthen strengthen your immune system but i think that's that's not the these are not the most uh, important results i think they are very individual for every person like like as you said depending on the 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 things that your mind maybe is resolving which are sometimes uncomfortable but in general often very revealing because Mm. you you sort of can uh yeah it's, it's like a, a box that you're checking and the thing is out of your mind basically like it's 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 gone it's not there anymore because you've contemplated so much about it um but yeah i think in in, in general um i became more of an observer in 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 general like just not during meditation observing my thoughts but also taking this into day-to-day life and um observe how I behave in certain situations, um, see and observe emotions that are coming up. And by observing these emotions also be, um, yeah, this this, I think can also help to, uh, yeah, understand if emotions are are helpful or not. Um, And to understand, does it make sense now to get angry or not? Because sometimes we get angry or, or sad or annoyed by, very stupid things if, if you if you reflect on them. Like I, at least I have this this very often, and mm-hmm. uh, I think I come become aware of them now. Um, yeah, uh, earlier. Um, <laughs> yeah, this this is this is really difficult to talk about. But uh, yeah, I think there are definitely some some uh, transformations and and that I think also about life in general in in a different way that I appreciate little things more because when you're in this meditation you have nothing right you don't have your phone you don't have your uh, coffee or your uh, uh, beer or your friends or whatever the thing is that you desire you're just completely by yourself with your thoughts but still this um, this moment this this meditation that you have can be very enjoyable and, and and you can sort of be happy while doing nothing uh, so I think this, this helps in everyday life to appreciate the little things like when I go for a walk and see birds, or or just looking at trees like those are things that, that I never really paid attention to, to that much because I've been always busy thinking about stuff or using my phone when I got get bored. And um, mm-hmm. I think, um, yeah, this is one one change that I'm ex- experiencing in, in my life.
1: The, the way that you talk about that, the only time that I, I felt something similar to that was my, uh, my first year at college, um, I joined the crew team, um, and I was a coxswain, and so with that, that is a person uh, in rowing, um, where you either it's a, a boat of four people, and you, or a boat of eight people, and you, and you're the person in the very front of the boat, and you're steering the boat, Uh and uh, I was on the women's team first, and then it doesn't really matter if you're a guy or a girl in that role, because you're not exerting any physical um, uh, force, Um, and so then they put me on the men's team, Um, and so That I I explained it to people as um, it was the best thing to have my freshman year, and I did that a little bit of my sophomore year too, um, that I, it was a moment where I wasn't focusing on anything else but that. Um, uh, People's safety was in my hands because I had to make sure that we didn't run the boat into a bridge or hit other boats. Um, I had to make sure that we got off the dock correctly. We got uh, we, we docked back at the boathouse correctly. And I, I absolutely loved it. And then when I, um, I did a six month internship in New York, right before uh, uh, COVID started. Um, and so I had that real experience of what it was like there. And um, I, I was, I was on screens all day, every day. Uh, I I was on my computer and then um, I was uh, sometimes I would read just to just not look at a screen. I would on my phone when I got home. Um, I lived in an apartment that didn't have windows. (laughs) And I just lived in this like little closet in New York on Fulton Street. And um, it uh, I I remember the feeling of going from that experience when you're on the river every day at like 545 a.m., versus being in this internship and as much as the internship was really really great um when I got home I I I just wanted to not be awake anymore like mm-hmm. not that I didn't want to do anything dangerous or, or bad or anything but I just I just the thing that I was excited was just closing my eyes not looking at a screen and just going to sleep and <laughs> that's that's not what I want to do with my life. Um, and so the idea of of, of um, uh, really going on this path of um, having more control over your schedule, being able to block times out and doing things, um, having that time to have these conversations with people and really connect with people and not look at screens and things like that, that's really, really important to me. So I, I really like that you have the ability to uh, make these kind of uh, boundaries for yourself of uh I'm going to have time where I can really reflect on what's going on with my life so that in 20 or 30 years I don't look back and I'm like oh I, I went through that but did I really experience all of those years was I really present or was I just focusing on the next thing to do the next week do you think that uh I'm looking at you the way that you look at yourself
0: yeah yeah I think you 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 got this this really right and um yeah, the, the the meditation. I mean, I, I do it in the morning, like like the first thing, without because there is not anything that, that can distract uh, once once the day started and uh, all the things are going on, the to dos that you have, and it's it's uh, easier. Um, so uh, yeah, that it's really helpful to make sure that you have this this time every day, and um, yeah, because everything that comes after that, like. Uh, once I start checking my email and uh, checking uh, social media and so on, and when the workday gets busy, uh, it's, it's it's very challenging. Like uh, I personally also struggle with this uh, a lot. I think in in terms of communication with clients and and so on, uh, I'm I'm very structured. It goes very well, but uh, for example, controlling my behavior when and how often and how long I use and check social media, also LinkedIn, also mm-hmm. after work. Like I, I try to have a uh, usual work week, like like a, a, a nine to five week, and then uh, after five or six, you know, try to not be on the screen so much anymore. But it almost never works. Like I always <laughs> check LinkedIn or uh, double check my email, you know, especially if I just send a proposal or expect another important reply or anything. So yeah, I'm I'm struggling with this as, as well, but uh, I think the the meditation is, is a good start to have like uh, some I... time every day for yourself to to reflect and uh, get calm, be calm.
1: <laughs> I think it comes from the same part of your brain that uh, opens the fridge multiple times just to see if anything <laughs> new is in there when you very you well <laughs> know you're the only person in the house and you didn't buy anything. <laughs>
0: Yes. I yes. think
1: it's probably the same part of your brain. I Even today, um, you can look on LinkedIn on who looked at your profile and the number didn't change, but I still clicked on that three times and I'm like, <laughs> nobody new has looked at your profile, Emily. What are you doing? <laughs> but it's, yeah, yeah, it's so, definitely the same so part weird, of your brain, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I totally uh, off topic and uh, uh, there. Oh, actually, no. Yes. I wanted to keep on this conversation uh, for a little bit and then move on to the next thing before we wrap up. Uh, But um, you have a really interesting way of, um, and and you talked about this a little bit before, you have a really interesting way of differentiating goals versus habits. And the way that you talked about it was different than the way that I've heard of it from anybody else. Um, And I thought it was really neat. And I was listening to how habits are something that's achievable that you can do every day and you have the habit of meditation, but you can have also other habits that help you. Meanwhile, sometimes with goals, people will put in the work for the goal, but once the goal is accomplished, then they just go back to their regular life. Um, Mm -hmm. And I I really like the goal that you have of um, what kind of projects that you want to work on and that. If I'm getting this right, that you you really enjoy working on web design and development projects for uh, tech startups, and so mm. I wanted to hear a little bit about how you look at goals versus versus habits.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a it's an interesting topic for for me. Uh, I think uh, goal setting and and uh, stacking habits uh, for for many years i was uh i would describe myself as a person very uh yeah like goal oriented so actually have have goals for for the week or for the year and uh i also use this uh system called uh, okrs so uh, a way how how businesses uh, a, a common way how how uh, businesses use um uh, set goals and uh, track their processes and yeah i I think I changed my mind about this as well. Like I'm not that strict mm. anymore about goals. Actually, I think I don't have any goals right now. Uh, I have directions and that I'm going, things that i like to ex- explore, but uh, I don't have something like, okay, until the end of this year, you want uh, that and this, like this and revenue or um, so many LinkedIn followers or in- anything like, or also in my personal life, like, that i say might my, tell myself uh like i'm very skinny so for me it would be uh instead of i think for many people losing weight when i go on a diet for me it would be the challenge to actually gain weight mm. um I, I wouldn't set a challenge like this like uh, in the next two months i will uh, gain five kilograms of, of body weight um but instead yeah try more to focus on implementing habits that will automatically uh, move me in the right direction but um yeah not not having goals because i mean sometimes you don't reach your goals and that might be disappointing or you reach your goal like i uh once did when i was very much into into running and then i needed to find a new goal because yeah i accomplished a goal great i was happy lucky whatever for a few hours or days and then i needed something new or start mm-hmm. something else and um yeah i think this is why I, yeah this is why i really like habits because um, once you have implemented the habit of daily meditation, you sort of do it automatically. Like I wake up, uh, I, I take my uh, yeah, sort of a sports yoga mat, and I just sit and do the meditation. Um, or when it comes to, to sports, like I, I do three workouts a week. I'm, I'm sitting a lot on the, just on the desk, so I need some movement. And um, yeah, just tell myself, okay, um, every second day after work, uh, yeah, I, I do some exercise and sometimes mm-hmm. i don't hit it but then i like like i don't do it every second day but at least i have it done still for three times a week and um if i do this over a long period of time i i sort of do it automatically and i know that i'm doing something for my body to to stay healthy but i don't need specific uh long-term goals to uh yeah do something positive for for my body
1: that's really funny that you said that because um uh, I was going through something that was more goal-oriented, goal-oriented where um, uh, this, this one uh, workout person, uh, she would give these um, new goals uh, every week of like a two-week program, and then you would cross up each day, and then you would have accomplished the, the challenge, um, and I was really getting burnt out doing that, and then um, I started doing exactly what you're doing, which is working out every other day. And I feel so much better doing that. That's really funny that we do the same thing. <laughs> um, yeah. I, that, uh, that was actually uh, one of the hardest things I've ever done was, uh, this is kind of personal, but uh, I um, I lost uh, 32 pounds, which is like 15 kilograms, I think. Um, and it was... It was extremely hard, (laughs) thank you, but um, I I feel so much better, and and I used to have this idea of, like, I want to be exactly at this, um, this pound, and it was really funny because I felt bad if I was one pound above that goal, but once I hit that goal, you're really not that different. Like you're, (laughs) it's, 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 but I had this, this artificial idea, like, oh, I accomplished this great, like wonderful. But then that was gone. And I said, oh, I want to lose even more weight. I want to lose even more weight. And like, like just having this thing of just, I want to be healthy. I want to do, um, this habit. And if I'm keeping up Mm -hmm. this habit, this is what I want to do. So that's, that's really interesting that you do that. Um, but yeah, I I I also, you, you go, you go.
0: Sorry. <laughs> yeah, just one thing I'd like to add. I I, I don't think like goals in generally are, are bad or some something that shouldn't be pursued. I mean, mm-hmm. on some level, um, I, I also probably have some sort of goals or decisions or direction. It's it's also a question of um, how how you define it, right? And um, but for example, the the sixty day meditation challenge that that was a goal, right? But after that, um, after those sixty days. I think there's also some research on how many days you need to do something until it becomes a habit. Mm-hmm. From then on, the the goal that I initially had uh, changed into a habit. Uh, I, and yeah, I think that's just more uh, beneficial in many cases.
1: Yeah, it might just be uh, you're trying to do the same thing, but the way that you approach it sometimes can be more sustainable um, Yeah, right. uh, the way that you approach it. Great. So the, the last thing I wanted to talk to you about um, before we wrap up is um, I actually heard about you before I even found you on LinkedIn and I talked to you. I was um, doing research on you and trying to like look through all of your tweets and look through like everything to have fun things a to great talk to you there, about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you. They, you some some, some nice people... <laughs> I, I, um, one of my friends once said, she's like, oh, I'm gonna have to delete everything because you've cyber stalked me. And I'm like, no, 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 (laughs) don't do that. (laughs) But, um, but I, I actually found out that, um, I saw your, um, your Flux Academy, um, video uh, submission, um, before I even met you, um, the one that Ransigal, uh, did between yours and Celine's, uh, um for uh things resume stack um
0: yeah top stack resume exactly.
1: yeah i you you said that you ranked uh in the top five for that but you didn't just rank the top five you you won <laughs> you and <Yes>. celine won <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah yeah exactly we, we both uh won <laughs> yeah That's... it came came very unexpected like i i uh i, I followed Ram for a couple of years now on, on YouTube. And also did some of his, his courses on on Webflow and and web design, and for his students he had this this challenge, to uh, redesign a business website in order to improve conversion, mm. and uh, yeah, and then uh, he featured the uh, the winners in YouTube in his uh, YouTube videos. So uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's interesting that you uh, found out about me uh, in in one of these videos as well
1: it was funny it was kind of like a memory that i had in the back of my head and then when i looked up your your name on youtube that video popped up i'm like oh that's funny i love Rand. how like what, what, i already watched this video i'm so surprised i didn't notice and then i heard him talk about you i'm like oh my gosh that's so cool <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: but um think but yeah the design community is, is uh smaller than, than expected or the workflow designer community
1: <laughs> it was really funny because um i i spoke about rand um on a previous podcast and i sent it to him and he actually responded to me and said oh i'll listen to it and then uh i got an alert on my um my podcast analytics that's that one person from israel listened to it i'm like oh my gosh that must be him that's so cool
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice
1: <laughs> but um but yeah it's it's a uh, uh, re- really, that was just such a cool thing, and I also really liked the um, video that you you did for that um, on on your side, where um, you started your designs on paper, you did research, you talked about how it's an iterative process, you uh, got feedback, you got feedback from Ran, you got feedback from the team, and they actually voted on yours as the favorite. Like the, the actual team that works at this company picked yours as the favorite. Um, because they liked the way that you simplified the page you liked your font choice and your color and just the way that you structured everything how did that feel to watch that video once it was uh published was that really fulfilling <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah it was it was exciting like I I didn't I really didn't expect it like I, I was happy with the final result with the result that I that I created and um submitted the design and yeah after that I thought of thought of oh yeah I i sort of forgot about the, the, the challenge and then yeah so, uh got the notification and, and saw the video and thought uh yeah wow that's, <laughs> that's that's uh nice so I'm probably on on the right track because I think sometimes every designer or <laughs> I don't want to generalize but sometimes it's uh you're you're might be not that confident about design choices that you made or the design that you created like for me, every time I send a design out to clients or or ask people for feedback, I'm not always confident that uh design is that the design is is great or uh, that it, or I'm sure about that it that it works well and to get approval by some yeah experts sort of in this industry and also by um the client uh of course it's it's nice to hear because then you know okay you <laughs> you really you, you do a good job like there, there's value in the designs that you create so that's that's nice that's absolutely
1: <laughs> oh it was, it was so neat to watch that um and and I also I it, it, I see that you made a shift in your YouTube videos um uh in showing people really like the process behind uh what you do and and that speed up process of of uh, how you build a site i think that's such a good idea for for putting that out there and really showing um, it's not you don't just like have a, a template in your mind that you use for like every project that you actually have a, a, a process of why you did things and it's really cool for designers but also really cool for I'm assuming clients to really understand your thought process and be able to learn a little bit about you before uh, committing to that first email um, so that they feel more confident reaching out to you which I think is a really good idea do you uh, did you do that with that in mind
0: uh yeah so the main purpose of those videos uh in the beginning was um yeah that that they sort of yeah ex- explain to potential clients my my thought process uh, as you said so I, I wanted to build trust on social media platforms and uh give companies the opportunity to get to know me to to see how how i think as as a designer in the beginning i didn't have many portfolio projects but this still helped me to yeah show show how I work and, and what my 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 skills or my expertise are and uh yeah and but but it was by 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 accident more or less like I I just wanted to be more active on LinkedIn but I didn't know what what I should share what I should post what I should talk about and I tried different concepts and uh I noticed that creating web design videos or showing how I create designs came very natural or, or easy to me. I mean, it's a lot of effort as types of videos because you not only have to create content, uh, like create a video, but you also have to create the design before you do the video. So, uh, it's, it it takes a lot of time to, to create those or more than expected, but, um, yeah, um, clients seem to, to like the type of videos and, uh, I noticed over time that also other designers find those videos to be very valuable. Um, the The problem on LinkedIn as a platform is that it's more difficult to to consume content mm. uh, video content because after three or four weeks it, it just disappears from from people's timelines, mm. and it's it's hard to find those videos and so I decided to publish them on YouTube as well.
1: I'm so glad you did, <laughs> but it's much easier to find them. And it's really, it's really neat. Cause you can just click play all and then you can go through all of them. So uh, if, if anybody's listening and they want to do what I did uh, you can find the link in the description and then just go watch all of his videos. Um, uh, that would be really neat if you want to do that. They're very good. Um, but, but yeah, So uh, so I think this is a really nice note to end on. Um, thank you, Thank you so much for talking to me about, about your life and, and about um, all the different ways that you, you process your day and, and just giving even just me and anybody listening a lot of advice about um, uh, just overall just like life and <laughs> happiness and, and what you want to do. And, and it, it was really, really interesting talking to you and, and hearing about you. So, so thank you so much for coming on
0: yeah thanks it was uh yeah it it was fun (laughs) so as as I mentioned in the beginning it was my first uh, appearance on a on a podcast but uh yeah it was it was great (laughs) thank you
1: yeah and, and hopefully you'll you'll be on other ones and maybe if you'd want to come back in a couple years if this is still going it might be cool to to chat with you again
0: sure sure let's do that (laughs)
1: <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, so the way that we'll close is uh, I'll talk about me. And uh, if, if people want to reach out to me uh, and where to find me, I'll, I'll talk about me and then uh, we'll end with you. And if anybody um, uh, thinks that you're really interesting or they want to check out your YouTube or, or anything like that, you can tell them where to find you. Okay. So uh, so I'll start. Um, so my name is Emily Giordano. Um, I am a web designer and web uh, Webflow developer uh, from the US. I live in Philadelphia. Um, and uh, if you want to reach out to me, you can reach out to me at uh, emily, E-M-I-L-Y, at greatdesignlead.com, or you can find my, uh, my freelancing uh, company website at greatdesignlead.com. Um and then now we'll go over to Matthias.
0: All right. Uh yeah, as mentioned earlier, I'm a I'm a web designer and web flow developer working with tech startups. And uh yeah, let's yeah, I'm thinking if I have some clothing thoughts. Um yeah, I just wanted to say again, Emily, it was nice to meet you. Happy that uh yeah, you reached out and uh we, we got in contact via LinkedIn super exciting to, to see other designers and Webflow developers uh, just just starting out on, on their journey. Um, I'm always happy to, to help out, especially if people are in the beginning. And yeah, it's impressive to see how you, your journey is going and how you already created this uh, beautiful websites that you have, your personal website and also your business website and uh, the projects that you did for clients um, right after finishing your studies. So I think you're on a on a great way and uh yeah thanks again for having me on your podcast
1: great and uh and the the link to your website would be um how would what would they put into the url to find it
0: yeah it's uh matthiascordes.com <laughs> i think it's uh, easier if you yeah just uh find it in the, in the comments
1: perfect Alrighty. well thank you so much for coming on and i guess this is goodbye until next time
0: Yes, goodbye. Until next time.